The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. How is everyone doing, folks? I am pumped. I am pumped. I got off an hour call today with Jim. I've been talking to him almost every day now. Jim of the Hotwire. That's all I'm going to call him, folks. You could follow him on Twitter. Uh, wide awake, wide awake. Anyway, Jim is set to come on for the first episode tomorrow in this series we're going to do. Who the hell knows how long this thing is going to be? It might be five or six episodes. It's obviously not going to all air in a row, but uh, this thing's going to be long. This guy is crazy, folks. He sent me, I don't know, four emails with something like, I don't know, a hundred charts and PDFs and graphs and everything else, but he's a great speaker, very brilliant, has been in the finance game, was a CPA, been in around this stuff for years and started actually doing research into the climate scam, we'll call it the climate scam. Uh, because he had to do due diligence for this business he's involved with, and he wanted to make sure uh, that the whole green energy thing was not necessarily going to take off, and that's how he stumbled upon all of this, folks. And he'll explain that all when he's on the show. But so far, in my prep calls with him, we jive really well, and he knows a lot of stuff, and he's read about technocracy, and so we go back and forth, and we're connecting all the pieces. So what is going to happen tomorrow? We've got it all worked out now. No more changes, folks. I've got to, when I'm done with this show, it's going to be like 9 o'clock at night. My wife is going to kill me. She's about to go into labor at any moment. She's been texting back and forth with her doula. But when I get done with this show, I've got to stay up late because i got to finish up putting together all the visuals for this presentation because Jim's going to be on the other side via Zoom. We're connected through my software, and he should be on video, I think. But I'm going to run all of the graphs and charts from my end as he walks us through them. But the last couple of days, I got jammed up because I told you I found that treasure trove of technocracy stuff, all these original documents and speeches and lectures. And so I just dove into those, and I'm supposed to be prepping for the show with Jim. I obviously produce all my own stuff, so I don't have anybody helping out over here. And then he sends me uh, last week, I just didn't have time to watch it, these uh, documentaries and pieces of documentaries, and he'll write in the email, watch these in order. And so he had me watch a whole presentation on the carbon credit scam system, and that was frankly fascinating, and it was just a simple presentation. And then he had me watch the Great Global Warming Swindle, that was about an hour and something minutes long, 
really good stuff and then the planet of the humans which is about an hour and 40 minutes really good as well and you'd say dustin come on you haven't watched this stuff you've been into all these so-called conspiracy theories for years i will be honest with you folks going back i don't know 15 years ago when i got involved with politics and new media and everything i never bought in to the climate hustle i mean i always knew and it is true folks even if we're on the right you can't say that the stuff we're pumping into the air and the water isn't causing pollution i mean we're causing pollution is it man-made pollution yeah it's pollution but i always knew the climate scam was a giant grift a giant hustle for people like al gore you know back when i started paying attention to it we're making money and so i never got that involved with watching all the documentaries i said i don't need to watch these documentaries and the other thing is that what's happened is because it's become politicized or that's at least the illusion at the wwe clown world surface level is that you're supposed to believe that the left believes in climate change and pollution and the right does not believe in climate change or pollution when at the end of the day folks the left and the right are both making a ton of money off this depending on what you want to call the left or the right but on the major committees that are making the money off the carbon credits you have people like the bush family you got al gore i mean you got people from all supposed sides and so here's the interesting part i'm just going to talk about this a little bit now so we don't have to get into it uh well no we'll get into it with jim but here's the deal folks it's a hustle so the people at the top of this pyramid think of it like a pyramid scheme they're running the major uh think tanks the major government international agencies that rake in all the big bucks all right so they have a company let's say a manufacturing plant that makes i don't know coffee makers and this coffee maker company produces x amount of carbon per year all right they pollute the system well under the new system they just pay a carbon credit fee a carbon tax a carbon fine to the big boys and then they're fine they're off the hook they could do whatever they want so the big boys collect all this money now the real cost gets passed on to you or me the consumer so it's a hustle in that sense that the criminal organization at the top is making money off of pollution yet pollution is not actually going down it's not being solved by this system it's just a big racket but here's the part that's important, folks, because it's not just a grift to enrich these people. Just like COVID with the vaccines isn't a grift just to allow the vaccine makers and big pharma to make money. No, no, no. It creates buy-in, folks. Buy-in. So over the last generation where they've turned climate change into essentially a religion, that's for all the people on the ground, all the activists and stuff. They adopt this and everything else. Everybody's got their bumper stickers. They walk around, you know, I hug trees. I'm a tree hugger. Yeah, they don't even know what they're talking about. Just like people that walk around and say, trust the science, trust Fauci, trust the science. I got my jab, trust the science. And they have no idea what the real science is because you'll never get the real science from these people. But what happens is in this climate hustle, 
they were able now to build an entire industry around it. We'll talk to Jim about this. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but like billions upon billions of dollars are made in this climate hustle. So what Jim is going to show us is that the whole industry from the Tesla car to the other EV cars to the solar panels to the windmills and everything in between are basically just marketing, folks. It's marketing. And it's all out there so that people buy in to the idea of climate change and that there are people working to fight climate change. But even more important than that is that think about how many people are making money inside of the climate hustle racket. And I'm not talking about Al Gore at the top. I'm talking about your neighbor. Maybe he's a subcontractor for a company that installs Tesla shingle solar panels. Maybe your neighbor is a mechanic at an EV car facility, like a mechanic shop. Maybe your neighbor makes money selling green dish soap. Who the hell knows? But now you have all of these people in the United States and around the world that are inside of the climate change industry now. And so their money relies on it. So now there's buy-in. So you can't say to somebody, you know, climate change is a hoax because they're going to say, what are you talking about? My cousin Billy sells green fertilizer. You know, so now you have all these people bought in. It's real because the hustle says it's real and people rely on that money. Just like with COVID land, the high school theater production, they created an industry. People were selling masks and respirators and gloves and hand sanitizer and jabs and boosters and dots to go on the floor and plexiglass sneeze guards and everything else people bought in then everyone who got jabbed and or booster bought in everyone who gets tested all the time has bought into it so they create a buy-in so they did the same thing around the climate hustle they got all these people to buy in and in fact these people's money the food they put on their table now relies on being part of and believing in the climate change hustle well you say to yourself okay great they created an entire industry out of this over a generation why does that matter if a bunch of people are just making money off the climate hustle. Now, what Jim is going to show through his projections is that oil and gas are going to stand the test of time. Therefore, these people have no intention of ever supposedly ending the use of fossil fuels, not in the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. All right. It's never going to happen. So you'd say, well, why are they selling all the cars? Why are they selling all the saddle, um, the uh, solar panels? Why are they selling all the windmills? That's all the marketing to make sure that people see it and believe that they're actually fighting against climate change. Well, what's the big kicker here, folks? The big kicker is that this is how they're going to usher in CBDC, the central bank digital currency, in part, in part, because it's going to come along with the financial collapse, which will be orchestrated as well. They're going to stop the supply chains, crash the markets, crash banks, 
and then basically tell people they have no social security money, they don't have welfare, they don't have entitlements. And so the way that you're going to be uh, made whole is through universal basic income, which will come in the form of the central bank digital currency. But the central bank digital currency is also going to operate essentially as carbon credits for you and me, the same thing they're already doing with the companies. Uh, the way that Elon Musk makes money off Tesla, where he gets carbon credits, and then he's able to sell those to other companies that aren't making EV cars while he's making EV cars. All right. So this is how the game works, folks. This is how they're going to usher in the CBDC. But why this is so important, as I started to show you yesterday in episode 78, this ties back into the stuff coming out of the original technocratic movement, which was the idea of the energy credits. So instead of fiat cash tied to gold or tied to nothing, tied to your faith and trust in God and the government, I guess, um, is that they are looking to replace that fiat currency with these carbon credit-based CBDC tokens, digital tokens, which comes right out of the energy credits created and envisioned by the original technocratic movement. Now, we're starting here around 1933 when Technocracy Inc. was formed, but we know that this goes back all the way to 1919. Howard Scott was involved with other organizations, so the technocratic movement was growing before then. But I'm jumping in to Technocracy Inc. because there's a lot of documentation. It's basically, I look at it as the first full-blown formation of a movement, a structured movement, an association of the scientists and engineers. That's what Howard Scott was really trying to build and advocate for. But I'm telling you, someone took Howard Scott's plans, and it's basically alive and well coming out of the United Nations, the Bank for International Settlements, BlackRock, uh, World Economic Forum. It really ties right into the Fourth Industrial Revolution. All of it connects, folks. So Jim is going to fully dismantle this stuff, and we're going to work these five, six episodes, whatever it may be. Him and I might end up doing some additional shows where we just shoot the shit as well because these conversations we had over the last couple of days, we should have been taping and putting them out as shows. Because we connected a lot of dots. I'll say, wait a second, I saw this in the technocracy documents. And Jim will say, oh yeah, well guess what I just read out of the new UN thing. And it all ties in together, folks. So what we're going to do today is I am going to go through this document called An Introduction to Technocracy. And this is a very important document from 1933, folks, uh, put together by Howard Scott with a few different people helping him. We're going to get into those people tonight. But it's important because this really is sort of the founding mission statement of Technocracy, Inc. And I look at it as the foundation for where we are today and where we're going in the future if you want to know your future know the history know where it came from now leading up to this particular document in 1933 there's a lot of stuff that comes before this there were a lot of philosophers and engineers and thinkers who people like howard scott drew material from so we can always keep going back you can go all the way back here to like francis bacon in the 1600s who was involved with science and some of these guys were inspired by him but i think we have to look at the organization that was formed for the purpose of moving the technocratic governance structure concepts and ideology forward 
And this is very important, folks. When I get back, we're going to delve into introduction to technocracy. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, and this is pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, ladies and gentlemen, another thing um, I'll just mention, I, I talked about it yesterday but because I, I spent a couple hours actually putting it together today, I am working on this uh, co- couple things, couple things, actually. I've mentioned to you a morning show coming out, and I almost finished up the other studio today. There's just a couple more things I have to buy, uh, some lighting and stuff. But I am going to be putting out a 30-minute morning show at least uh that's what it will start as and, and this will all take place in a few weeks as soon as the baby's born has not been born yet but as soon as our baby's born and we get used to the new schedule and everything i'm going to start putting out a 30 minute morning show i'm working on exactly what the content is going to be but it's going to be in line with this stuff i think it's going to be tracking breaking news coming out of uh, technology, and then I don't have to necessarily talk about that on the Dustin Gold Standard because I'm going to be gearing that into really understanding the history of technocracy and transhumanism. And so that way I can put all the breaking stuff you guys send me into the morning show. I think that's going to be called the Dustin Gold Mine, the Dustin Gold Mine. And that'll be the morning show. And then I'm also going to start releasing a two minute a day clip called the Dustin Gold Rush, and that will go up on Twitter and Telegram, uh, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. And then that way, people could share just a quick two-minute video on a sum-up of what the Dustin Gold Standard Show is for that day. So I'm working on those details. And then I did talk to a friend of mine who is in the audiobook industry. He's a narrator, one of the top uh, one of the top narrators right now, and got some tips. So I think I am going to start recording in my free time, even though I don't have any, but I'm going to work it in. I'm going to start actually recording all of the technocracy and transhumanist documents, not articles, documents from the original sources, and actually putting those into, they won't be audio books, but they'll be audio files, and those are going to end up being available to the folks over at Hotwire, um, and they also get access, obviously, to Mike Moore's highest level of intelligence, they get access to the ad-free video version of the Dustin Gold Standard and the Dustin, uh, and the Thomas uh, pain podcast as well as access to the facebook like website and, and app uh, where you're talking to like-minded folks and sharing information and intelligence with each other i'm also going to start taking the dust and gold nugget which i put out uh, on the audio side and that will be available as an ad-free video version on thomas Payne uh website over at pain.tv slash gold so we're going to have that up there soon and then i am going to do this premium stuff which is going to have all of the audio recordings 
of all the original technocracy documents. And so there might be like a second tier. So I think there'll be like the base tier of the Thomas Paine uh, over at Paine.tv slash gold. In which you'll get everything you get now and then there'll be like a middle tier where you'll get access to these documents and then a hot wire tier where you get Mike Moore stuff plus these documents so I'm working on that I have to do a little work on it over the weekend and then present it to Mike and see if he's willing to make a couple of changes over there at pain.tv slash gold so that I can start adding that stuff and then we're also working on the rss feed for you guys who've asked about that don't worry that is coming ladies and gentlemen so i am going to do that i think it's important i know there's a lot of people that will not read thousands of pages but i hope they'll listen to it in an audio form because these documents are very important if you want to understand where all of this crap started from it is all found in these documents and these speeches by people like howard scott and I have no problem sitting here and recording them. I actually think it'll be a lot of fun. Plus, it allows me to study while I'm recording them because I have to read all this stuff anyway, folks. So I might as well turn it into something that you can benefit from and I can make a couple dollars from. Put some food on the table. We got the little one on the way and that's going to get to be quite expensive because I'm going to have this kid eating ribeye steaks by the time it's three weeks old. <laughs> obviously, obviously not, folks. All right. So anyway, you know where everything is going. Um, and that's all part of uh, something I'm sending over to Mike. I'm basically putting together my one-year plan. Now that we've gotten a few months into this, we're about 80 episodes in. I'm able to see where this is going, see the growth. I see it's doing well. We haven't had to sell out. I'm not joining forces with shills and misinformation and disinformation agents. We're just growing this organically and naturally, and that's the way I want to keep it. I am beholden to no one. I've worked for myself for the last 20 years and everything I've done, and I have no plans of working for anyone. I sure as hell am not going to sell out work for Steve Bannon or Peter Thiel. You will never see that from me, folks. All right, let's get into this document here. This is something I found when I was doing all my research on technocracy. Now, this is a 42-page PDF. We're obviously not going to do all of it. This is something that I will end up recording for this audio library that I'm going to build. Uh, and that, that will be released like in an RSS form. And then, you know, I'm obviously going to have video on when I record it probably. So if I do that, then the video will go up at pain.tv. But it'll be pretty boring because it's just going to be me sitting there reading it. So I'm going to go through this because this is going to lead us. Uh, it's going to take us from where we were yesterday, where I gave you the brief outline from the CBC article. And now we're actually delving into this document, Introduction to Technocracy. This is from Howard Scott uh, at the beginning of Technocracy Incorporated. So this is not through the eyes of a journalist or a reporter. This is actually the original document. Again, it's 42 pages. We'll go through some of it. Eventually, I will record the whole thing for you. But we have to get into these energy credits today because that's going to lead into our discussion with Jim, and I'll be able to update him a little bit about the history of this and then see where it ties in. Jim has gone through... I don't know, every UN document ever written? No, I mean, he, he is like an encyclopedia of that stuff. So if I can get to know the full history and he understand what's going on today, we should be able to 
understand where we're going in the future, folks. So let's just start with this. It says, introduction to technocracy. Quote, I often say that if you can measure that of which you can speak, you know something of your subject. But if you cannot measure it, your knowledge is meager and unsatisfactory, end quote. Lord Kelvin. Let's read that one more time. I often say, if you can measure that of which you can speak, you know something of your subject. But if you cannot measure it, your knowledge is meager and unsatisfactory. Okay, so let's just look. That's a really important quote. That's at the top of this. So this is Lord Kelvin. So this would be William Thompson. First Baron uh, Kelvin. William Thompson, first Baron Kelvin, was a British mathematician, mathematical physicist, and engineer born in Belfast. And he was around, uh, born in June 1824, died in December 1907. He was professor of natural philosophy at the University of Glasgow for 53 years. He did, not, uh, he did important work in the mathematical analysis of electricity and formulation of the first and second laws of thermodynamics and did much to unify the emerging discipline of physics in its contemporary form. He received the Royal Society's Copley Medal in 1883, was its president 1890-1895, and in 1892 was the first British scientist to be elevated to the House of Lords. Okay? And so the reason why uh, I wanted to show you that, folks, let's go back to his quote again. And there's a purpose for this. It says, I often say that if you can measure that of which you can speak, you know something of your subject. But if you cannot measure it, your knowledge is meager and unsatisfactory. And that, folks, is why we are learning all this stuff, so that we can measure that of which we speak. We want to have a deep knowledge of this. And then that allows us to summarize this stuff and explain it to other folks right that's why i want to eventually boil this down into a thomas Paine common sense style pamphlet and or a short short presentation i want to end up having about an hour presentation all the way boiled down to a 10 minute presentation on this stuff going to be very difficult because it's so deep and there's so many pieces everything is involved with this folks everything you see from the WWE wrestling of the politics through the influencer grifter networks to all the little psychological operations to everything we witnessed coming out of the World Economic Forum, Bilderberg, Trilateral Commission, Council on Foreign Relations, all of this stuff ties together. It's all part of how to move us into a full-blown international worldwide one world government prison planet matrix technocracy system all right all those things combine into this and imagine you say to yourself well why can't they just do it it's very difficult folks it is very difficult at the end of the day what do these people fear the most if they aren't already cyborgs or if they haven't already uploaded their consciousness to the cloud they fear people coming to their mansions with pitchforks and torches dragging them from their homes and momar Gaddafiing them on their front lawn of course they fear that if they're not already cyborg uh, robots then they are just flesh and blood and so if they try to move forward too quickly 
If they poke the bear a little too hard, then that is what they face. They know this. So everything is the slow boil. I can't figure out, though, this is what I was talking to Jim about. And this is uh, what I bring up to Mike next time I talk to him. And I ask Maria all the time. How do they get all these people on board with this? I know the money trickles down from the top of the pyramid scheme all the way to the bottom in every one of these grifts. And that is how they buy off the 99% at the lower end of the pyramid to be part of the high school theater production. But God, the people at the top think generational, folks. I mean, they're building generation after generation towards a total and complete control system of the entire planet. They obviously are all on board with the idea of uh, shrinking the population, which we're going to probably see arriving soon. And they're all part of wanting to drive people into some metaverse matrix prison planet. See, it's, I find it to be fascinating that they're all on board with this. They're all working towards it. Yes, there's all different groups and factions and organizations, but at the end of the day, even those are getting their funding from one source. Somebody is controlling it. Somebody pulls the puppet strings. And I know what you're saying. You're going to tell me it's the Illuminati or it's the Rockefellers or it's the Rothschilds or it's the people we can't talk about. (laughs) or it's a combination of the above, or it's Satan himself. I don't know. It could be any one of those groups of people. It could be all of them. But definitely there's something going on because these people are always working towards an end goal, a shared vision. I get that you can buy off all the people that really don't know what's happening. But certain of these people have to know what they're building towards. I used to think they were total psychopaths and they didn't care about the future of their children or grandchildren, like people that were for open borders and destroying America. But now that I understand how big and complex this system is, it's about more than that. And maybe they do care about the empire, their family. And that is why they're building it, a total system of control to lock their trust fund kids into being in power for eternity. And probably along the way, they were offered something like eternal life, immortality, on top of just riches and power. I think it has to be something like that. Folks, let's break this down when I get back from this short break. My name is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 